0: Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogène Tirandekoura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. Hello and uh, welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast to uh, Lauren Jane Heller. Lauren, how are you?
1: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good, doing great. Uh, and uh, Lauren, did I did I pronounce your your name uh, properly?
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> okay. I, you call me LJ. A lot of people call me LJ.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed, because you you call yourself LJ in your uh, in your videos, indeed. So um yeah, so we'll continue with LJ. And uh, first of all, uh, LJ. So uh, I know that. Uh, you are working specifically, um, or at least a lot, with uh, uh, female uh, business uh, business founders. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's start by uh, you sharing your uh, story uh, with your uh, with our audience.
1: Absolutely. So i I've had a very winding career path. I actually started my career in documentary film, and I worked in journalism, and I've worked in marketing. The sort of through line in everything that I've done has always been a desire to help other people to recognize that we can do things differently and we can do them better. Mm. Documentary film, it was like, I wanted to help save the rainforest and help people to recognize that that we don't have to wreck the planet. And in journalism, it was it was largely the same. I got pulled into the tech world. And so I started covering the startup scene. And one of the things that really excited me about startups was also working with mission-driven founders who identify problems that they want to solve and then basically do the impossible. And so that that always motivated me and I ended up running the communications after covering the Montreal tech scene for BetaKit, which is one of Canada's, which is really ca- the startup publication in Canada. Mm-hmm. I started working for a venture capital firm and through my work in VC... It became really clear to me that while I love writing and the kind of marketing side of things was interesting, what really, really like sets my heart heart on fire and also I feel makes the biggest impact is working directly with people through leadership development and coaching and running programs to really help mostly, I, I work actually both with men and women, but really to help people to get out of their own way. Because one of the things that I saw when I was working in venture capital was that the number one obstacle to success in any company was actually the founder's psychology. Not that they couldn't do the things. It was like, what are the limiting beliefs or what are the the blockages that get in the way of actually doing the thing? And so... Now I work with startup founders. I also have a lot of clients who are consultants or executives in bigger companies, and it's the same thing. It's this piece of... I really want to do this thing, or it feels really exciting for me. And I don't realize that I have all of these invisible beliefs based on how my parents dealt with work or what I saw other people doing, or just like how I think the world works that keep me from actually really fully stepping into my power. So that's, that's why I love what I do and, and what I do to help people to shift in their careers and lives. Cause it, it's, it's not like it only impacts your work life. It impacts yeah. your personal life as well.
0: Yes. Yes. That's, uh, that's amazing. And that's a huge uh, value proposition as well. Uh, shifting the way, uh, someone can see himself or herself, uh, um, both in career in their lives and really realize what they want to do. It's, it's a huge value proposition. Just in terms of timeline, uh, when have you, uh, uh, switch from uh, working with venture capital and doing your own, uh, activity?
1: <laughs> so around. I'd say the early days of COVID, I had Mm -hmm. already made the decision that I wanted to shift my focus from I was the director of communications at Real Ventures, and I actually proposed, well, maybe I become the director of founder success instead of the director of communications and focus on building these programs in-house. Because of the timing with COVID and all sorts of other things, they basically said, that's a fantastic idea, but we need you to keep doing the job you're doing Um, or you would need to wait probably a year before you could do this. We need to raise another fund and other things. And so it was one of those moments of like, well, either I stay here and wait for a year or I just go out and do it on my own. And the pull felt really strong. And yes, it was terrifying to be like, I'm quitting my like very high profile six figure job doing something I actually enjoy with people I really love and respect to do my own thing, but it really felt like it needed to happen. So that I I officially left real in July, 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, They were actually one of my first clients. So I continued working with them and supporting their founders. And then I started uh, really meeting other people and digging really deep into my own coaching. So I've got a lot of support and done a lot of training in order to be able to bring The best support that I possibly can to the founders that I work with. Um, And then I've also had the, I guess, the luck and good fortune to facilitate a number of founder groups for organizations like OnDeck in their fellowship programs. So I've had a really kind of wide range of exposure to different founders across the world doing really cool work and also getting in their own way as they do it. <laughs> ah,
0: great. Great. So, <clears throat> so the, <clears throat> there are different things. So, uh, one, one thing that is uh, a big lesson in what you, what you just said is that very often, um, uh, B2B consultants or maybe could be afraid of, uh, starting, uh, but they may, uh, uh they may, uh, realize that their first client could be their ex employer. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it happens very, uh, uh, very, very often. And I can, I can understand that, uh, when you have that, uh, uh, desire a burning desire to uh to do that activity one year feels very long and uh, even one year in COVID could be even longer so uh it's totally uh, totally understandable and uh, yes even though you chose the word luck um uh, it's not necessarily luck because if you are not doing a good job those founders will not be working with you so i think yeah. it's also uh hard work hard work and uh, and skill so uh very very interesting so why one- yeah, yeah. we'll have-
1: other thing in there, it's we'll- like, yes, it was luck. But I think actually one of the things that a younger version of myself didn't do enough of was when I left my job and I started coaching and then I started doing these training programs and meeting other people, I just met as many people as I possibly could. And so a lot of the work that I've had in the last couple of years, or the majority of the work I've had in the last couple of years, has been through word of mouth, from me putting myself out there and having like 30 minute connection calls with people all over North America. And it's not, most of those conversations are not like I'm trying to sell anything to anybody. I just want to get to know other people who are doing cool work. And then they think of me when they're like, oh, I know a really awesome coach who I think would be great for that. And so a lot of my work has sort of Emerged that way, which it doesn't feel like hustling or selling. It feels really mm-hmm. good, and, and then you get the the work that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, that's also a, that's also a great lesson for uh, uh, for the audience. Uh, very good that you uh, that you add that. Now, what is the is there a name to your uh, business or to your activity?
1: Yeah, my company is called Shine Leadership. It's actually Shine Plus with the little plus sign. The URL is actually ushiny.com. This is where on.
0: I wanted to to go. <laughs>
1: um, which is actually the name I've owned that that website name for about 7 or 8 years. It actually came oh my from God. my husband used to tease me about being a person who it's like when something else comes up, it's like ooh shiny and I go to the next thing. So that's where I came from originally, but the truth is that I think for a lot of people in general, but women in particular, there is a fear of shining too brightly because you don't want people to shut you down or you, for a lot of women, once again, it's like Mm -hmm. you haven't really felt like it's safe to take up space or to be as shiny as you can. Mm -hmm. And so for me, part of my growth, I burned out about five years ago and it was like a lot of jumping through the hoops and trying to do everything right and trying to fit myself into a box that didn't quite fit Mm -hmm. to getting to a place where I can show up as my like brilliant, shiny self in a room and not be afraid of my power and not be afraid that people are going to try to shut me down. Mm -hmm. And if people try to shut me down, that's fine. That's not my stuff. That's theirs. And so helping other people to get to that place where you can really shine Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, ultimately is is what's under a lot of the work that I want to do with people.
0: Okay, and after after having done that, uh, that switch of uh, saying, okay, no, I will just be myself. Uh, have you been harmed by that or
1: no? <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> that's,
0: that's,
1: that's the best <laughs> part is that you realize, oh, all the stories I was telling myself about how terrible it would be. If I was rejected by showing up as my real self, it actually just feels way better to show up as I am and not and know that if I'm I'm not for everybody. I've had I've definitely had experiences even in the last couple of years where there have been people who have not liked me or not liked the work that I've done or the work that I'm doing. I've actually had the like romantic partner of one of my clients try to slam me and my work, recognizing that I think, unfortunately, for some people, if their, if their girlfriend gets too powerful, it impacts their life. Mm-hmm. And so like I can see how these things do not belong to me. And, and that's been a huge piece of like learning how to set boundaries. And this is also work that I do with my clients. And especially like you're you're working as a consultant, you're going to have people say, no, you're going to have people who don't like the work that you do. You're going to have people who try to get more out of you than you're willing to give. And it's recognizing, okay, if I can set my boundaries, if I can be clear on what my time is worth to me and how I want to approach the things that I do, then you're not going to find yourself pulled out of alignment all the time. And you're not performing for other people. Something that one of my coaches said a number of years ago that kind of <laughs> shocked me was that if you're trying to people please, if you're tra- changing yourself based on the situations you're in to try to get the best outcome is like, there's a word for that. It's called manipulation. And you might Spin it for yourself as I'm just being nice. But the truth is, you are actually manipulating the situation or the person if you're not really being authentic and true to what you believe and who you are. So, that I found has been really helpful for me and for a lot of the people I work with in terms of getting clear on, like, how do I actually want to show up in my business? And sometimes other people are just not going to like the work that I do. And then I just don't need to work with those people.
0: Yes, uh, that 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 that's it. It's impossible to uh, to have uh, totally uh, unanimity. Uh, I mean, even even those. Uh, there is no billionaire that is that is uh, loved by everybody, or there is no small business owner that is loved by everybody. So if we um if we go a little bit deeper on uh, uh, Shine Plus uh, with the fantastic URL triple O H uh, shiny dot com, and when I go on this website, I see that uh, there, there there are some great testimonials about the work that you do with uh, uh, some uh, female founders. So how um, how does it go? How, how, does, how is that activity uh, executed?
1: So I do a number of different things. I have one-on-one coaching clients. So I have people who I work with typically will do two to three calls a month. We will have, I typically work either in a six month or a 12 month containers, very coachy term to talk about the way that we do it. (laughs) And from the beginning, we identify, okay, what are the main things that you want to work on? For some people, it's confidence. For some people, it's um, focus and prioritization, boundary setting, energy management. And so we get clear on like in a year's time or six months time, what would feel amazing for you to have shifted or accomplished? And then we dive into it and Every session is really based on like what's coming up for the person. I have a ton of practices and tools and frameworks and readings and different different things that I offer to people based on what I identify as what they need in that session. And, and so we work together really hands-on in that context if we do one-on-one work. I also run a number of different programs. So I actually have a membership program called Shift where I'm bringing together a group of women Every week, I'm offering kind of bite-sized practices and tools to help to same some similar things: setting boundaries, um, public speaking, basically anything that is feeling stuck or getting in the way. I can help, kind of either bring in a practice or a tool. And the reason that I said bite-sized is because a lot of the time, you'll read a book or you'll listen to a podcast or you'll watch something and you'll get all of these ideas and then you kind of don't know where to start to implement them. And so for me integration is the key to making the shifts that you want in your life and creating those little habits that are actually going to shift you so that kind of to use the analogy of the mountain climber it's like if you look up at the mountain it's like holy crap that's a really big mountain I don't know if I can yeah. do that but if you just focus on one step at a time eventually then, you're going to be at the top of the mountain. Yes. And so In the shift membership, it's every week there's a different practice or there's a different insight or there's something that I'm going to be sharing. It's also crowdsourced. So every month I ask the group, like, what do you want support on? What do you want to focus on right now? Um, And then once a month, that group comes together in a video call. And we it's kind of like a combination of group coaching and a workshop and some teaching so that everybody's really not only benefiting from my insights and experience, but they're benefiting from each other. Um, Because the community aspect to me is so crucial. Having people to help you with accountability, to be able to see that you're not the only one, like you're not alone, that most of the time the problems you have are actually human problems. They're not individual unique problems that you're facing, which is often how it feels. Um, And so... That program, uh, we're actually kicking off this month, and I am offering a a discount to the founding members. So I can share a discount code with you, but that's on my website at Shift. And if yeah, we'll put in the show notes, I imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So so right now, because as you said, this month, uh, I mean, at the time of recording, we are in February 2023. Yeah. And you can communicate. Uh, definitely, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but you can uh, also uh, communicate uh, the uh, the exact URL uh, where the, the, the people uh, the people can go. So, in case uh, someone is uh, not listening uh, with uh, a pen,
1: <laughs> yeah, so so The, the but, uh, URL is oshiny So triple o h shiny dot com forward slash shift. And you can either join the annual membership or the monthly membership. In either case, you get a month free trial. So you get to join us, see if it feels like it's for you. And if you want to keep going with us, you can keep going. And the discount code that I'm willing to offer right now for any of these subscribers Mm -hmm. is SHIFT77. So that's I think it's like a 66% discount. So if you get in early, it might have expired by the time you listen to this. So if it's expired,
0: yeah, that, if it's- that
1: is what it is. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I, I mean, my feeling is that that, regardless of what, what price you come in at, it's totally worth it. And what excites me the most about this program is that we're going to be working together to figure out, okay, what is the most valuable support that each of you can get and when. And then everyone, I mean, this is going to be a community of women who are working together, who I think often, especially with women, you don't necessarily have a context for being in a space where everybody is actually just there to support each other. In the world, there's a lot of competition.
0: Mostly in business
1: (laughs) And so having this is one of my favorite things about the spaces that I've created, um, the programs that I've run. I have another program that actually kicked off in January 2023. That's a six month program. We'll be running it again. But in that program, the women who joined the first time, many of whom have come back for this second program, mm-hmm. it's it's a true sisterhood, mm-hmm. and something that came through from one of the participants was that she's never realized how valuable it would be to have people who are completely unconnected to your life there to help you to process and figure out how to handle the situations you're in, Mm -hmm. whether it's choosing what's next in your career or figuring out what's going on in your personal life, having those people who don't have any ulterior motives ultimately, or like any connection or vested interest in what's happening for you means that you can really trust that they're really just there to help you to figure out what's best for you. And that feels really, really good. And it feels really good for me to be able to create that space for people as
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. This is, this is amazing. And, um, but so it's female, but, um, are there, do they have to be uh, owners or co-owners of a business or they can? No, it's just, uh,
1: basically, I mean, the people I love working with the most are overachiever women. So it's like Mm -hmm. you, as long as you are somebody who identifies as female, maybe non-binary even Mm -hmm. who is, Motivated and wants to, is ready to shift and step up in their life and career. Because this work, it's work. Like, I'm not doing the work for you. I can give you these practices, but you have to actually integrate them and implement them in your own life. And so, if you're not ready to make the change, if you still want to be a victim and have life be hard, like that's your choice. But if if you're really in that place where it's like for me, when I when I burned out, it was like I had been working super hard. I like a mother, super overachiever in work, also having the side hustle at the same time, wanting to do all of the things, have the big house, travel, like everything. I wanted all of it. And I was like, on the surface, I was successful. But underneath, I was panicking. Like I was so overwhelmed and so stressed out. And I had intense imposter syndrome. And I couldn't figure out how to shift, like what to do for it. For me, unfortunately, I had to go through the burnout to yep. get to a place where I started to reclaim my time and set boundaries and get away from the people-pleasing and get back to having integrity ultimately and creative courage. And that's Seems- that's really for me is like, if you feel like everything's great, but it could be better, this is the type of person who I welcome into the community. Because one of my belief about beliefs about coaching. And if you think about this with Olympic athletes is you don't have a coach because you're bad at what you do. You have a coach because you want to be the best you can be at at whatever it is that you're doing. And so this community and the type of support that I give the people I work with is really helping you to get to that place where you are really like, digging into your deepest resources and being yourself in a way that is going to get you to that place where you feel awesome and you're achieving so it's like it's not either or you're not yeah. having amazing success and sacrificing yourself at the same time because i think that's sort of how it's set up for a lot of people right now
0: yes yes there is that uh old belief that uh yeah if you want success it has to be uh Hard work and painful, indeed. Uh, and I and I'm wondering, like, I, I believe that uh, indirectly you you have said that Shine, uh, Shine Plus is the program you wish you would have had when you had your your burnout, basically. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. many, yeah. And so many yeah, women so uh, find themselves in the same situation.
1: So much, yeah. So much of what I do now. I wish I could have known before. And I know that I can't necessarily prevent other people from going through it because the truth is that for a lot of people, you sort of have to have the lows to recognize, oh, actually, I do need to change this. But it doesn't have to be lonely getting from that place of like, oh my gosh, everything's really hard and I've lost the will to do the work. I don't have any motivation. That's actually something that comes up a lot with both the founders I work with and the high achieving women. It's like, I'm not excited about this anymore. What happened? And so a lot of that process is like, well, first off, you're out of alignment with yourself because you're doing everything for other people. Um, whether it's your team or external validation, like that's not going to refill your tank. And so helping people to get that energy back that like I had no energy left when I burned out feels really important to me because it's like, then we get to have fun and you get to play. And I think that that's another piece that people, as you said, is like people think you have to work hard. People also think you have to be serious. And one of the things that I've learned is that actually the more fun you have and the less seriously you take yourself, a lot of the time, the more ease there is in getting to the place that you want to be. And suddenly you're like, oh, hang on a second. I was making myself miserable because I had this crazy belief that I would have to be serious to be taken seriously. But actually, you don't have to be serious to be taken seriously. You just have to be you and put, like focus your energy. That's the key. And for most people, you're going to have the best of like impacts and outcomes if work feels like play. So helping people to find the work that feels like play is another part of what I love doing. And it's like, what, what lights you up? What feels really good for you? Because you can change, you can, most of the time you can actually change the way that you're approaching your work to make it more fun rather than even needing to change the work itself.
0: Yeah. Can you maybe give, um, you don't have to give a name, or but can you give one example uh, of someone you have worked with, uh, whether it's at at Shine Plus? um.
1: Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to think. I mean, a lot of the people I've worked with come in with this really strong mentality of, I have to, I don't know, Often it's a time thing. So I have one client in particular I'm thinking about uh, who is a consultant who has worked in-house in startups and as an executive and and also works like now has her own con- consulting business. And when she came to me, it was always like the need to optimize and maximize and a lot of, oh, but I can't. Oh, but it's not possible. And so one of the biggest shifts that I saw in her pr- in particular was actually kind of breaking open her stories of how the world works and what is actually possible and getting her to a place now where she's making more money than she ever has. She has more time than she has. She knows how to advocate for herself. So when she's having that negotiation, she's no longer afraid of if the person's going to think that she's a bitch or that they're going to think that she's... I don't know, wants too much. She's actually very clear on this is what I charge. If you want to work with me, this is what it's going to be. And she's super professional and and it's impacted. She's one of the people who learning how to negotiate and connect deeply with people in order to sell or create those really great partnerships has also helped in her personal life. So it's not just that she's doing better with her clients is that she's also doing way better with her boyfriend because she is using these same frameworks that I've taught her to get really clear and to speak unarguably and to make sure that she's not, pulling herself out of integrity or alignment to please the other person and then feeling like crap about it and then ultimately a lot of the time when that happens you start overthinking and you get in your head and there's just there's so much drama that we create for no reason that if you can learn how to stop believing all of the thoughts that you have suddenly things become a lot clearer and you can focus and and do better work
0: Yes, yes, that, that, that's great. Uh, knowing that you have uh, started your, uh, your your business during the during the pandemic, so we are in two thousand twenty three, so it could be almost three years. How do you see your, your your business in the future? I don't know if you project yourself like in a five years time frame, ten years time frame, but how how do you see uh, the evolution of uh, of your activities?
1: So one of the things that I'm definitely focusing on is shifting more from everything being virtual or the majority of what I do being virtual to more in person. Uh, so for instance, one of the things that I'm launching this year is an in-person group in Montreal where it's it's a group of women who are going to be meeting every other week. In terms of the bigger picture, like my five-year goal is actually to shift this toward creating a foundation and bringing together creative people, business people, coaches, to really connect and everybody bring the best of them to creating the, the products and the projects that are going to help us to change the way that we do business and the, the way that we, we operate in the world. Like for me, this is actually about a paradigm shift yeah. and it's not just that I want to help people to thrive in business, like I actually want us to change the way that we do business because the way that things operate right now is totally broken. The paradigm is still largely this like domination control winner takes all nonsense, which has basically destroyed the planet. And so can we bring enough people into seeing that collaboration is how you have the most creativity and that leadership doesn't mean being the like boss who shits on people, but actually like good leaders are the ones who bring people together to solve problems in ways that are beneficial for everyone. And I think the other piece is this thinking that people have that it's like, well, that's soft or like, Oh, if you, if you don't, I don't know if you're not cutthroat enough, you're never going to make it in business. And it's just like, but that's what's wrong with the world. So for me, Getting, I mean, it's really about a movement and bringing together more and more people who recognize that we can have incredible outcomes. We can create a lot of value. You can earn a lot of money, but you can also like pay it forward. So it's really shifting from this like materialist idea to a reciprocal system where it's like, I'm awesome. I'm doing awesome. I love the work I do. I have enough. How can I bring other people into this? And we can continue to support each other and to thrive without using people and things up. Um, which
0: yeah. is, yeah, it's possible yeah. to have that abundance mindset by sharing the, by sharing the economy in general, uh, actually. Yeah. So what you say is, is, is very, uh, Uh, current because it's very relevant right now because we are in february 2023 and since the past uh, uh, two three months we we keep hearing about those uh, big tech company or big companies having to uh, to slash jobs cut i don't know how how many thousands uh, uh, of jobs and that's that's exactly the uh, what what you what you have said there because um, usually when someone decides to cut jobs uh, close close an office, etc. etc. et, cetera, et cetera. It, This is seen as strong leadership. <laughs> but if I, if I want to, if I, if I'm the leader that says, no, I would like to keep everybody. And I want to find an alternative way to, uh, uh, keep, keep the company working. It's like ah, you're weak you're weak, you're, uh, so yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. And so it's a real mission that you have, I ask you five years, but when I was listening to your answer, I think it's a lifelong mission that you have of, uh, trying to, um, uh, change, really change the way we do, uh, change the way we do business and break those, uh, uh limiting belief and obstacles for, uh, uh, for women. Um, maybe what's your, uh, uh, opinion on how, how the business environment has evolved for, uh, for women. Uh, I'm not, I'm sure it's not perfect, but uh, how has it evolved uh, like the past five, 10 years?
1: Well, so, so no, it's not perfect and things are shifting and it depends on where you are. And so one of the ways that I like to look at it is that for a lot of women, it often feels like a choice. There are some organizations where there is a lot more focus on DEI, on recognizing bias and how we can do better to create psychological safety for everybody in the organization so that we can actually have the best ideas. Because innovation doesn't happen when you're terrified of losing your job. Innovation happens when you you have the space to be creative and to fail. And so I think a lot more people in general, but women in particular, are getting clear on the fact that they don't want to be in these work environments where they're feeling like they're second-class citizens, basically, where they don't get to have the ideas, where they're waiting for permission to speak or take up space. Um, I think COVID had a really big impact for everyone on how they encounter their work. And so there, there are just more and more people who are really choosing, okay, well, what actually works for me? Because what I was doing before was certainly not working. That said, there are still a lot of organizations that have Leadership that believes in control and that strong leadership is this very top down, like egocentric model, which I mean, ultimately in the long term, those types of businesses crash and burn because they're playing a finite game. They're playing to win. They don't recognize that the point of the game is to keep playing. But in business, the point of the game really is to keep playing. And so you get to change the rules whenever you want to. So what really heartens me is that I'm seeing more and more women who are founding their own companies, who are bootstrapping their own companies, who are becoming consultants, who are playing the game of of venture capital fundraising, but on their own terms. So they're getting clear on like, oh, how do other people do this? How do I game the system so that I'm in control of my outcomes and I'm not going to walk away feeling like crap because I'm a woman and I'm the smallest person in the room and I don't feel like I'm respected. And so I think that there's, I mean, it's not happening everywhere and not every woman has this confidence yet, which is why I do the work that I do, but I can feel that kind of in every facet of life, there are far more women who are claiming their own narratives and saying, I am not interested in being told who I am and how to live my life anymore, whether that's in business or in my personal life, I am going to make the splash that I want to. And if you don't want me at your table, well, we'll make our own table. And so for me, that feels really important, really powerful. There's just like, we welcome allies into this conversation, but if you want us to behave in the reprehensible way that, (laughs) I mean, it's not all men, but the patriarchy has created we're not into that. So we're going to do it differently. And if that feels problematic for you, come have a conversation with us. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, that maybe that sounds like a dream, but I am seeing it. And I think the more women who are willing to step up and start their own businesses or go out as consultants or not be spoken to in the way that I think some men are used to speaking to women, things are going to shift more and more. And I think there are a lot of people who are going to be like, but we liked it how it was before. And it's kind of like, yeah, well, that wasn't working for most people. So too bad.
0: Yes. Yes. And this is definitely a dream that can be, uh, that can be realized, realized, uh, piece by piece, uh, honestly. And, uh, really I wish in general, I wish that that mission can be realized and I wish it for you as well. And I believe that, uh, you have started, uh, (laughs) excellently so far. So, um, maybe one one thing uh, one thing that i usually that i usually ask but I, I believe that i have had the answer already while you were talking but uh, uh, on the consulting lifestyle podcast uh, i always ask uh, when i say consulting lifestyle what does that uh, mean to you
1: so for me i think one of the keys here is recognizing that in having a consulting lifestyle or creating my own business I get to do it in a different way from how I've worked before. And so for me, it's having, I mean, I go and pick my kids up after school and we go ice skating or we go do fun things. It's really feeling like I have control over my time. Time is the only scarce asset. So like for me, it's super important that I get to choose what I do with it. I typically don't do calls on Fridays so that I can go to yoga or go for a walk with my best friend or go to the spa. like really choosing and being very conscious about how I create my life. And similarly, being very conscious about who I choose to work with, who are the clients that I'm willing to take on. It's very different from that kind of like, oh, you take clients no matter what, because I'm, I mean, that's, that's not interesting to me. And I would probably burn out again, if I chose to do things that way. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, it's really about being clear on, okay, my dad's a workaholic. i I was a workaholic, not interested in that anymore. Getting clear on what feels good for me, how many hours I want to work, how much vacation I want to take. I mean, I'm taking off the month of August. I take off most of December. And really creating my life from a place of agency and and choice. Rather than being at the effect of the timelines of my clients or the things like that, and being very clear about, okay, this is how we structure things and having very clear agreements around it so that nobody is surprised at the end of the day when things happen because life always happens. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it can be so empowering to choose to be a consultant. And a big part of that is creating the structure for yourself so that you can thrive instead of feeling yourself like pulled in all the directions by the clients or feeling terrified that you're not going to make enough money. So then you take on too many clients and then you're overwhelmed and you kind of create these cycles of dysfunction. It's really about getting clear and creating that structure so that you can play and have more fun with it.
0: That's an amazing answer. Amazing answer. Uh, Very good. So uh, uh, one last time, uh, where can... uh... If anyone wants to uh, get in touch with you, uh, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so they can find me at my website. So that's com o o shiny 8 uh, I'm also active on LinkedIn at Lauren Jane Heller. I'm on Instagram, same at Lauren Jane Heller. And um, yeah, if you come find me in those places, you can find out about the work I'm doing. As I said, I'm launching a number of programs that are group programs for women. I also do services and and programs for whole teams, so men and women. I run peer facilitated groups for founders. So there's a I'm a person who likes doing lots of different things and yes. there's a lot of different choices for for different people who really want to thrive in their lives and I got a taste of it. So I'm like, let's give it to everybody.
0: (laughs) That's great. That's great. Uh, uh, Very good. And uh, I really love your, uh, your mission and the way you have expressed it uh, on the episode. So uh, LJ, uh, good luck with it. And uh, it would be a pleasure to uh, have you again uh, on the show. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the consulting lifestyle podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Koura.